Hi, my name is Nandy Jackson Beverly, and I'm a bibliophile. Welcome to the Monday edition of the Bookshop Podcast, where I interview booksellers and independent bookshop owners from around the world. You're listening to episode number 72. To help the show reach more people, please share with friends and family and on social media. And remember to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast. Before we get started with today's interview, I have a question for you. What book are you currently reading? And do you have a favorite indie bookshop anywhere in the world? You can email me through my website, bandyjacksonbeverly.com, tag me on Twitter, mjacksonbeverly, or leave a message in the comments on Instagram or Facebook at The Bookshop Podcast. Now let's get on with the show. Pearl Street Books is located in historic downtown Ellensburg on the eastern slopes of the Cascade Mountain Range in Washington State. The bookshop specializes in children's books, fiction and non-fiction, and also carries distinctive greeting cards, including the work of local photographers and artists, along with a collection of Polish pottery. Liz Stone recently took over Pearl Street Books after relocating from Hawaii. Hi, Liz, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Mandy. I'm delighted to be here. It's lovely to have you here. You have lived in New York and Hawaii. What brought on the decision to relocate to Ellensburg and take over Pearl Street Books and Gifts? Well, actually, it was mostly that Pearl Street Books was available. So the way it happened was um, my husband and I were looking at potential places to move to and hopefully retire in because neither of our children wants to ultimately live in Hawaii they're both going to school in uh, one in New York and one in Ohio. And so we did a very particular spreadsheet with all kinds of categories, about 30 categories, which initially led us as one of the areas to Wenatchee, Washington. And around that same time, the bookstore came up for sale. So right before COVID hit, actually, we traveled here to Ellensburg loved the area, loved the bookstore, and thought, well, this ticks a lot of the boxes, and we're going to make it our new home. And so here we are. I've been here. I took over February 1st, the bookstore ownership, and my whole family actually came last week Wednesday, including a dog and a cat. (laughs) It feels like you've landed, doesn't it, when you finally have your animals beside you? Exactly. The animals were a little traumatized at first, but I think they've acclimated now. They seem happy with the bigger house and area outside and everything. Well, that's good. I'm glad everybody's settled in. I'm interested in the list of categories you had for where you were thinking about retiring and moving to. Sure. So my husband is very weather sensitive and he hates rain. So it couldn't be anywhere with a great deal of rain. He's fine with the cold, and I'm really not very weather sensitive at all, but I wanted some place that would be within at least two hours, hour and a half of a bigger city because I love theater and I love ballet and I love everything associated with that. 
And then he prefers West Coast to East Coast. And again, I didn't really have a preference. So it was it was a lot of little particular things. Another category was that we could drive and do things year round, which Ellensburg is fantastic for because of where it's situated and because of all the different outdoor activities in every season. So those were some of the main criteria. Well, making a list seems like a really good idea. And so here you are in Ellensburg. And I would love to hear about the history of the bookshop and also the building, because it looks like it has a bit of a story to it. It absolutely does. So it is an all brick building, as you can probably tell by the exterior. And Ellensburg has had some fires in its history. And in uh, this particular building is one of the five in the downtown that survived the fire in the 1800s. And this building is actually called the 1888 building, and it has been here that long, still standing. And the bookstore has been here in some form since 1960. It has always been owned by women. Yay! I am the fifth female bookstore owner of the bookstore, which which I love. Yes, that's great. Um, And the town itself loves the bookstore, very supportive of the bookstore. Every day I have somebody come in or call and say, I want to get this book, but I don't want to order it from Amazon. Can you get it? So that is wonderful, right? Yes. So they're very supportive, both of the bookstore and of all the downtown businesses. The downtown businesses support each other and the community really supports all of them as well. I love everything about what you've just said, specifically the words, I don't want to get it from Amazon. It makes my heart sing. Yes, I love that too. And Liz, since taking over ownership, have you made many changes to the bookshop? And if so, what in particular? Yeah, so I'm very fortunate in that the man who owns the building has kept the rent the same and it is nice and low for a very long time. He's an older gentleman who's very connected to the community and he wants everyone to have that stability, which is wonderful because I have a large space. So what I've done is to modernize a bit. So we didn't have an online ordering system at all. So now we have online ordering through Bookshop org, which is great. So that helps us out. And um, they are, they pool the money for independent bookstores as well twice a year to give us a little bonus money in addition to helping with our online ordering. I updated our website a bit as well to give it more a little more modern and appropriate look to uh, fine tune it. And then uh, social media, I've been upping our social media presence on Facebook and Instagram, trying to post more and linking to other community businesses in the area. And we all kind of support each other. And in fact, on the table next to and beside me are things from lovely Iron Goat Works. And he hand makes all his own cutting boards here in Ellensburg. So try to bring some products in that are local to the area with local craftsmen. I also have local art around the bookstore. I have um, Charlie McGee, who taught at Central Washington University here in town for a number of years and has been taking photographs locally for decades. So I have his art, his cards, his postcards. And then I have a young artist who goes to school with my daughter at New York University at NYU, and she is both a visual artist and a performing artist, and she is called uh, Kayla Mary Jane, and she has KMJ Art, 
And they're all, it's a series of Black Lives Matters portraits that she's drawn of, for example, Angela Davis, Harry Belafonte, Malcolm X, uh, James Baldwin. So I have those around. But I'm always looking for things that are personal to the area or personal to me. I also added some Hawaii products. So I have a little footprint there. I have a Hawaii book section. I have some Hawaii soaps and lotions, um, also from Filthy Farm Girl. So I try to do a little merge of both of those things. I love that name, Filthy Farm Girl. I saw the artwork you were talking about earlier on your website. It's absolutely beautiful and truly unique. They're amazing. Yeah, she's really talented. Yeah, so it's nice to be able to have those in. And every time I sell one, I have the people pose with them so I can send her a picture so she can post it on her Instagram as well. (laughs) That's good marketing for both of you. I love it. I was excited to see that Pearl Street Books participated in Boxed Out this year. Can you explain to our listeners the concept of Boxed Out, please? Sure. So Boxed Out is the effort made by the independent bookstores and um, the American Bookstore Association and Pacific Northwest Bookstore Association to have folks not buy from Amazon for a particular couple of days, well, hopefully ever, but in a, for the particular number of days of boxed out, the goal is to come into an independent bookstore or to order online through an independent bookstore. So we are supporting the bookstores themselves and not the conglomerate that is Amazon. And I love the fact that a few stores around the country actually box out their windows with Amazon boxes. <laughs> I think that's really clever. It's it's great. Yeah, amazing. I agree. That looked so good. And it was very eye-catching and striking. And yeah, that really caught people's attention. And it seemed, I mean, people had heard about it, which was great. And, you know, we're coming in because of it as well. So that's always a good thing. Yeah, word is getting out. <laughs> yes, it is. Now, we've talked about bookshop.org as one way people can buy online and support independent bookshops. There's also IndieBound, and quite a few independent bookshops are now hooked up with Kobo. So if you just want to read your books on an e-reader, you can buy them through Kobo, through your independent bookshop. Are there any other ways you can suggest customers support their local indie bookshops? Sure. Another one that I use as well, in addition to those you mentioned, is Hummingbird. And that's another one where you can also get the ebooks or audible books too. So that's a good resource. Another thing that I do and that a number of bookstores do, and I actually got the idea from a London bookstore, is to do a book of the month that I choose for folks. So I have a little questionnaire and I they can come in in person. I can email it out or they can fill it out online on social media. And it's targeted questions about what they like to read, what they hate to read, um, what they'd like to read more of, what they're open to trying, if they only want bestsellers. And then I pick a book for them every month or every other month and either send it to them or they come in and pick it up. And that kind of establishes a really nice relationship, I think, between the bookseller and the guests and clients that are coming in because they know what you're choosing for them and they like you to make choices for them. And that's actually my favorite thing to do is when people come in or call and say, I like this or I don't like this. What can you recommend? So that always makes me happy. Well, being a bookseller is a craft. It's something you learn, something you have to be passionate about. It's a skill 
And speaking of skills, in Hawaii, you are active in community theatre. Are you planning on getting involved in this field with your new local community? I would love to, definitely. Obviously, with COVID, everything was really limited last year. But we did get to see one live theater performance at the university, and they do theater there. They have actually an excellent theater and music department, which is wonderful. There is also a local group, um, Valley Theater, that does musicals. So I would love to do that. I've done both musicals and non-musicals, and I love doing them both. And my daughter, in fact, is at NYU studying theater, and she and I have done shows together. And she was just the lead in um, Diamond Head Theater's chorus line back in Hawaii that closed last weekend. So we have a, a long history of theater and love of theater in our family. And so I would love to get involved locally as well. Yeah. Well, that sounds like fun. And in the past, how has Pearl Street Books supported the community, apart from being the center of the community, which is the independent bookshop? <laughs> Any ideas in the future for reaching out to the community? We do. So we have a couple of different things. We have several book clubs associated with the bookstore, which is wonderful. So they meet here during COVID. They were meeting elsewhere. We've also done two book fairs for two of the elementary schools in town. So that is great as well because they couldn't do their scholastic or their traditional book fairs over the last year. So we had a couple, we partnered with one of the other bookstores in town to do that. So one day everybody came here and one day they went there, um, which is wonderful. We've partnered with the library as well. Um, to donate books and also to do fundraising. And then as part of the um, community of the Chamber of Commerce here, we partner with the other businesses locally. So there is something called um, First Friday, where people can walk around in the evening and go to the local businesses and see what's on offer. And a lot of folks coming from Seattle or from the other communities like that as well, because they get a sampling of everything that's in the community. So we try to do something like that as well, as much as possible to partner with all the other local businesses. Yeah, it's important to have that support within all the local businesses and the uh, wider community. And how long does it take to drive from Ellensburg to Seattle? Also, I was wondering if you could give us a little bit of a tour of Ellensburg and the surrounding area. Sure, sure. So Ellensburg is actually in the time of year when it is not snowing, a very easy drive from Seattle. It's an hour and 45 minutes and it's all on the highway and most of it is on I-90. So very quick drive. The difficult time is during winter when the pass that you drive over can be closed. So other than that, it is quick and easy to drive back and forth. We are about almost three hours from Spokane, an hour 45 from Seattle, about three hours from Walla Walla, which is a great wine community as well. So really centrally located in central Washington to a lot of fun activities as not too far from Mount Rainier, um, Mount St. Helens, all those things as well, as well as being really close to Idaho, which a lot of people like as well. We're actually fairly close to the border of Idaho, just a few hours from there. Um, the history of Ellensburg is very much a combination of rodeo, which is a huge uh, thing here in September over Labor Day weekend. 
and farming. Um, so one of the big crops here is called Timothy hay, which is the hay that racehorses eat. So it's a very particular type of hay that's grown here as well. So there's that aspect of the community. There is also um, quite a bit in the downtown historic area where the bookstore is, um, there's a bit of, of course, the college influence because Central Washington University is here. So there are a number of art galleries. There is the Rodeo Museum. There are um, some wonderful clothing stores. Of course, it's the Pacific Northwest. So we have amazing coffee shops and some really good eateries as well. So it's a lovely eclectic mix of an older kind of Western feel with a more artsy and foodie community that makes for a little bit of something for everyone. You had me at coffee shops and art galleries. <laughs> and I've spent time in the Pacific Northwest, which is one of my favorite places on the planet, but I've not spent time over the other side of the mountains. So I need to check out Ellensburg. Now, what is one book you'd like to see more people reading? Can I say two, a classic and a more modern? Of course, of course. Okay, I brought them with me. Okay. My all-time favorite classic is Carson McCullers, A Heart is a Lonely Hunter. Um, it has gotten a bit more mention lately, but it's such a brilliant book. And she wrote it when she was, I believe, 22 years old. And it's just got everything. It just has so much life and heart and honesty in it. And I wish more people would think, oh, you know, those are classics. They're hard to read. Not at all. This is one of the most accessible books. And so I, I love it when I see a lot of the university um, students going to the classics section and picking up that book or East of Eden or something that really is very accessible. And I always try to promote those because I know people will love them if they'll get past the blinders that make you think, oh my gosh, it's a classic. I won't be able to understand it. And then my favorite modern book that I read recently is Becoming Duchess Goldblatt, which I just found hilarious and touching. And one of our bookstores, uh, book clubs, excuse me, recently read it and every single one of them loved it. And it's just funny and heartwarming and a book that you don't really hear much about. It's a woman who creates her own Twitter personality and she gives out advice and life lessons and it's just thoroughly charming. So I always try to introduce people to that one as well. Yeah, I need to pick it up. And it's such a unique concept. It's entirely unique. And I have to say, I think it's my favorite book that I read all of last year. It's, it's, you can't go wrong with it. I don't know anyone who hasn't loved it who's read it. Liz, before we go, I'm interested, when you were in Hawaii, were you connected to the book industry in any way? Or is this something completely different? Well, kind of, sort of. So actually, Mandy, this is my fourth career. So <laughs> I started, yeah, I started out as a lawyer. So I did that for about 10 years. I was a trial lawyer. And then when I started having my children, it's really hard to drop everything and go to trial. So I then ran a small nonprofit and did some nonprofit consulting. And then I was in university administration, and I still teach an online university course through my old, old university in Hawaii, Shamanad. And now this is my fourth career and hopefully my final career as a bookseller. So here I am. Yeah. <laughs> and I've no doubt that all those previous careers have helped morph you into Liz Stone, owner, manager, bookseller at Pearl Street Books. 
Absolutely. And it's still every day is a learning experience for me here as well, because I am fairly new to book selling. You know, I know what I like, but I have to learn how to recommend other genres and I have to learn more about the nuts and bolts every day. So I love that part of it, that it's a journey. Well, it sounds like you're lucky to have landed in Ellensburg, but Ellensburg is also lucky to have had you land at Pearl Street Books and Gifts. Liz, it's been lovely chatting with you. I wish you all the best and keep in touch. Thank you, Mandy. It was an absolute delight to talk with you, and I really appreciate it. Make sure to follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Mandy Jackson Beverly and the Bookshop Podcast. And check out my website at mandyjacksonbeverly.com. And if you'd like to contribute to the Coffee Fund or you'd like to financially support an episode, Go to thebookshoppodcast.brusbout.com, click on the orange heart in the top right corner of the page, and you can donate using PayPal. Thank you, and I'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.